Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. All right, everybody, that was Jeff Pitchell's Fat Cigar you were listening to, and that means it is time once again for Not Just Blowing Smoke. Coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio Headquarters in Hooks at New Hampshire. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, Google, certainly here on Facebook or YouTube if you are watching us stream live or wherever you get your podcast from. I am Pastor Padrone, and I am here with my co-hosts, Nick and Dave. Uh, Paul is off tonight. He's on vacation. Yes, he is. And um, we are continuing our look at TAA Cigars. What in this episode, for? the Tobacco Association of America. America. And um, we talked last week about how those are cigars that are made uh, by several different manufacturers for members of the TAA. There's about 80 members uh, of the TAA, so, but they a lot of these members have multiple stores. So maybe 100 stores in the United States. Mm-hmm. And... These cigars are only available at those brick-and-mortar stores. They're not available online. They're not available on any of those online catalogs. If a store has a website, you're allowed to sell it on the website, but it's based out of a brick-and-mortar store. And one of the things about TAA cigars is that uh, they can become collectible. And uh, as cigars come out year after year, a lot of people want to go back and they want to get you know, this year's version, last year's version, the year before. So yep. All this stuff started around 2012. Uh, 2018, when this cigar came out, the EPC, the EP Carrillo um, 2018 TAA, came out in the uh, 50th anniversary of the TAA. Yes. Uh, and um, it features a USA Connecticut Habano wrapper. And... If that's not a wrapper that's uh, necessarily familiar to you, it's not something that you hear all the time. That is also the same wrapper that is on the Liga Pravada T52. Ah. All right. And then Nicaraguan Binder Fillers. It is a 6x52 cigar. And uh, we're going to be pairing it with the 724 Barrel Select Woodford Reserve. And um, before we get into anything else, why don't we talk a little bit about First impressions of the cigar itself. Hmm. Well, I've one. I've I'm getting one. this subtle sweetness to it, mm-hmm. and well, there's a little, uh, there's some spice, uh, a little bit of uh, some wood notes there. Yep. Um, and maybe a, a, a mix of earth and leather, not so much. Earthathoth. Earthathoth and leather. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Yes, yes, very good. 
And uh, what about you, Nick? What do you pick up on the cigar there? Wood. Wood. <clears throat> Wood. Nice leather. Mm-hmm. Some really nice spice on the retrohale. It's, mm. I can't say, I can't go as far as saying it's a pepper bomb, mm-hmm. but you got some really nice dark there spice nice in there. nice dark spice, yeah. Nice dark like spice that. in there in the retrohale. And I do get a little bit of the subtle sweetness, and it may mm. be from sipping on that bourbon, but yeah, I do get a little bit of that subtle sweetness. And it's really smooth, and it, for me, it holds around medium so far. Yep, yep. Um, that spice really stands out to me. Yes. Uh, some nice wood notes. There is that kind of sweetness to the wrapper. Yeah. Um, and uh, like very, almost- very, very, very smooth. The burn is great, too. And what's great, you know, this cigar's had three years age credited to a German guy named Johann Wolfgang Drobrainer. Was he in the First World War? No, that was back in 1823. Whoa. 1823. Three years before the Strike Anywhere match was invented. Wow. We had a lighter. Nice. And it, um, the lighter was called Drobrainer's Lamp, and it was uh, a thing that worked with the reaction of zinc and sulfuric acid which produces hydrogen gas yeah i was gonna say that doesn't sound safe which then goes up to a uh a a platinum sponge and heats it up and creates a flame but it was the very first time that something had been created where you didn't need to start with fire to get yeah yeah you didn't need to have your what you might want to Start over a little bit because I guess we lost audio for a second there, but they can hear us now. Oh, hey, yeah. Well, hey, there everybody. you go. We're uh, we're all set. All right. Yes. So, let me talk to you a little bit about lighters. Lighters have been around for about two hundred years, and uh, the very first lighter was invented in eighteen twenty three by a German scientist named Johann Wolfgang. Drobrainer, and he was a chemist, and he came up with an invention called Drobrainer's lamp, which uh, was in production for about 75 years, and it was a contraption that was about yay high, and um, it uh, worked with sulfuric acid and zinc, which produced hydrogen gas, which would go up into a little... uh, place where the, he had a, a, a platinum sponge mm-hmm. and the hydrogen gas when it came into contact with the air would heat up ignite the sponge and you got a flame and then you could light a match or you could light a stick or you could light whatever mm, with platinum it. sponge huh? um it was it it was great in a lot of ways but you couldn't carry it around no nope. it wasn't a pocket thing and if you didn't use it on a regular basis all of that hydrogen gas would gather in there and uh, uh explode, explode. <laughs> yes so you know great idea but it needed a little bit of work yes it did now uh an australian scientist carl uh Orer von wellsback God bless you austrian austrian scientist uh patented something called uh fero- um ferocium mm. which is what ferocium is what Ferocious. we call flint really oh, he invented nice. the flint, flint. Now, what we call flint is not the rock flint. It works like flint because it creates a spark. That it does. But it's not actually flint. flint. It's a man-made produced 
um, material. Material. So it's an alloy, probably. <laughs> it's an alloy, yes. And he invented that in 1903, and that kind of revolutionized everything. Yeah, it did. And uh, in 1932, you've got George uh, Blaisdell, who invents Zippo. Those yeah. go absolutely crazy. Ronson starts inventing stuff. Colibri starts inventing stuff. All those lighters, you know, DuPont. You, you know, DuPont starts around then too. World War Two, Zippos are everywhere. Yep. And then that was basically the way it was. It was soft flame lighters using mostly uh, lighter fluid. And then in 1993, uh, Yigal Cohen Harrell introduced laser lighters l-a-z-e-r whoa you remember those nope you weren't you weren't you were probably still in your underoos back in 1993 probably in a right in a jumper that was right in the middle of the big cigar boom and he wanted to take the idea of a butane torch which was used you know for um you know in in labs it was used in garages it was used in medical labs a lot of dentists you liked using smaller torches to make their dentures and stuff like that he wanted to make something for cigar people and he invented what was first marketed as the laser lighter the first butane torch that was marketed for cigars that was in 1993 ah. now just a little bit less than 30 years after their development, butane torches have a virtual monopoly on the cigar lighter market. Yep. And, you know, Zippos are still very, very popular today, but they're not looked at as the best lighters for cigars because of the odor of the lighter fluid. Correct. Right? And um, uh, the torch really eliminated the pain of trying to light something outside in the wind. Yep. Indoor smoking also has dramatically decreased since the 70s and 80s when all this stuff started to come out. You know, you know when I was when I was a kid, you could still smoke inside. When I was a kid. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I remember going to restaurants with my mother and she would always say, "Smoking, please." Yep. And we'd always have to go to the smoking section. Mm -hmm. And then after, I think I think what the 99s in New mm -hmm. Hampshire was one of the last restaurants to uh, ban smoking inside. Yeah, yeah. And so that, that wasn't all that long ago. I no, mean, it was I what? mean, late, late, two, well, I was going to say late, about what? About 2000. Two, I was right? going to say 2001, 2002, probably. Yeah, some, sometime around there, things ended up getting banned. But as there were less and less indoor places to smoke. Mm it became a whole lot easier to light with a torch yeah. than it did with a soft flame lighter or a match. And as time has gone on, the prices of those have become much more competitive. You can get um, a good torch lighter like uh, this here, the Vertigo Cyclone triple jet uh, lighter for about half the price of a Zippo, mm. and the gas is going to last just about as long in if there as it would mm. in, in a uh, Zippo lighter. So since the price has gone down, the convenience has gone down, you don't have to you know, learn as much or have as much skill to use a lighter because it's just point 
doesn't matter where you aim in the lighter the flame just goes in the direction it's going these have just kind of taken over mm. and so that leads to the question i want us to discuss in the first half of the show tonight and that is do soft flame lighters matter anymore do they matter anymore i mean I, why why even bother making them that's a good point and i think what dupont this dupont calibri obviously mm -hmm. we have um uh, a lighter on the table and yep. there's still com some companies out there but the vast majority of the companies are staring away from it i i have a soft place in my heart for a soft lamp mm -hmm. i like to use it it's a little bit less uh chaotic when I'm lighting a cigar, and obviously I have a soft flame for my pipe, which... Now, all... what, what do you mean it's less chaotic? You can get really... You can torch it really... You can over-torch it. So yeah. for me, using one, one, either you have to be extremely far away or mm -hmm. a good distance away and, you know, toast a foot, or if you're puffing on it and trying to toast it, you got to be extremely cautious because if you over-toast, you you're at... You know, risk over toasting it, and then you can light your your face on fire. Yeah. Oh. Over toasting, we call burning. Burning, yes. yes. So burning you're burning, burning the hell out of the cigar. That's right. Um, but for me, I always love the elegant design of Duponts. Right. Um, There's a lot of nostalgia to it. There you know? is, and yeah. and the, a lot of smoking a cigar is kind of going back in time. It's yeah. it's doing something that has long, long tradition to it. And lighting a cigar in a traditional way is part of the ritual of yes. enjoying a cigar for for some people. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. You know, but I see fewer and fewer people actually doing it. And yeah. you know, a good case in point is um, uh, we have actually on our on our YouTube uh, site because people are always asking uh, how do I go about properly lighting my cigar. We produced a couple of short videos one how to light a cigar with a torch and another how to light a cigar with a soft flame lighter and uh, I checked this afternoon before the show and how to light a torch how to light uh, excuse me how to light a cigar <laughs> with a torch lighter mm -hmm. has over 4,800 views wow it's closing in on 5,000 views that's awesome that how to light a cigar with a soft flame has 735. Yeah, big difference there. Big difference. And when you add those numbers, you know, together, what you get is um, mm. it really is about 15% of the people who are watching How Do I Light My Cigar mm -hmm. want to know how to do it with a soft flame lighter. So 85% of people were looking... Huh. If you just use, and this is a totally unscientific poll, <laughs> based solely on you know, you know, yeah, us, uh, based solely on us, not just. Blowing but I, customers. I think that's fairly accurate. Yeah. In my experience with customers in the store, about eighty-five percent of people are really interested in a torch, and about fifteen percent are open to using something else, mm, like right. a soft flame to light their cigar. Yeah. Well, with the soft flame too, it becomes not becomes but you have to be i think a little bit more there's a little bit more of a technique there mm -hmm. to light the the cigar lighten the foot yeah um because it, for me it's it's not something that it's a rush thing if you're 
you know, a lot of people are rushing into it. Don't rush into it. Just mm. take your time. And especially with the soft flame, I have a DuPont uh, Line 8, which is a dual flame. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit thicker than your your yours. Yours is a single flame, right? No, uh, it's a double. Is it a double? It's a double. I have an older one, which is a Gatsby lighter from the 19, 1950s mm-hmm. or 1940s, and it's a single. And that one is a really, really technical, and you really have to take your time, and because you're not going to end up lighting the whole bottom of the the whole foot of the cigar. Yeah, so, I, I like it because you just take your time. And a lot of people are in a rush, and they want to light their cigar, and they want to get upstairs, and they want to smoke, and they want to sit down, and they want to drink, and they want to have a good time. And I totally understand that. Um, but it's a te- it's a technical thing with the with the yeah. soft flame, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean. And if you're outside. You better have that thing up full blast because sometimes a good wind will blow that flame out. Yeah, yeah, you, and you, it is a pain, but you do you do have to have some some extra skills built into things if you're going to use the soft flame lighter. Mm. Now, no more is, skill than someone had a couple, you know, a hundred years ago with a match. That's you know, true. So people been lighting. People did it. People enjoyed cigars long before the torch was made. So it is possible. You could. You could it's actually possible to. And I, I actually watched a video today of um, um, E.P. Carrillo, yeah. you know, and talking about how he lights his cigars. Nice. And um, I don't care what he was using. You know, he could have been using a torch, could have been using a soft flame. Now, he prefers a soft flame mm-hmm. himself. And But watching him... It took him about eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, to light it's, it because it's a little while. No, no, because he would light it a little bit and get, you know, see the smoke going, and then he would stop. Really? And then he would hold the cigar up, and he would smell it, mm. and he would just kind of wave it around and enjoy the smell of that was coming off the cigar. Oh, from just that, from just getting toasted. Yeah. And then he would toast it a little bit more. You know who else and does do it that? again? And he toasts more, and so four or five times he's toasting the cigar, and then just sitting there and talking, and just, and then, then he finally gets around to finishing it. But for him, it is something that you really take your time yep. with, that you enjoy every little bit of mm-hmm. lighting that cigar, and the more you're lighting it, the more you're, the more the the the, the way he the way he expressed it, the more time you took to light it and get to know it as it got lit, the better you were able to discern and pick up the flavors of the cigar. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? So. You, you know, know who else does that? Who? It was Jorge. Mm-hmm. So um, if you noticed from the thousand times we watched him during our break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he does. He's always doing this. Even while he's talking, he's smelling the smoke. Yep. He did it when he was lighting it and everything. He's all, you know, I've noticed other people that do that. Usually the blenders. Um, mm-hmm. I have done that. Yeah, and it's you know I I think it's really interesting that you know I know that uh, um, when we we asked Nick Melillo you know what do you like he really kind of preferred a soft flame lighter. Mm. You know, um, the same with uh, Pete Johnson, the yep. same with E. P. Carrillo. Um, I have not. I can't say that I've heard that from like uh, uh, Nick Perdomo. But he does like to take his time oh, he does, lighting yes. it, you know. Uh, so I don't know that he prefers soft flame or not. But a lot of these blenders, you know, want to do that, taking their time mm-hmm. to really to really heat it up and everything like that. Now, that said, you know, 
he's a guy who's just that's his life is is doing it and so he can pick up things that maybe most people are not going to you know and so taking four or five six minutes to finally light the cigar is is that nostalgic aspect of using a soft flame enough of a reason to justify a soft flame lighter i'd say yeah you'd say yes why would you say yes Hmm. because just because just because nostalgia tradition tradition is tradition you want to be part of the tradition well Well, i'll say like hold on dave let me finish my thoughts sir i i I love yet i love history and and, you know what i mean Mm -hmm. my the smoking cigars and pipes where everybody Uh and and their mother were smoking Mm -hmm. a cigar or a pipe everywhere you went Mm -hmm. you weren't hip if you weren't smoking a pipe or a cigar right and they had nothing but soft flames back then well they right. had nothing but matches back then yeah um and i just love that aspect of it you know grabbing one of my duponts at home or at work mm. or with you guys and lighting it and getting that nice soft flame and mm. of course we got the ac going and it keeps <laughs> blowing out and that's that's part of the whole thing but for me, it's just when I look at that soft flame, it like takes mm-hmm. me back to the 1900s, and I'm mm. part of it again. It's like yeah. it's like having my own DeLorean and a Dupont. Mm-hmm. Now, Dave, what about you? Is is nostalgia a big enough reason to hold on to something that's basically really old, outdated technology? Um. Well, absolutely. Me personally, though, it's like I I constantly use a torch. And then every once in a while, or when I smoke a Kristoff or something with a shaggy foot, I'll use a soft flame. Um, and then I I always think to myself, you know, I really just should just ditch the torch because I feel like it almost always, I always enjoy it more when I light it with a soft flame. Like, I feel like when I'm too hasty with it and I use the torch, um, it, it kind of burns the tobacco. Let's not be hasty. Let's not uh, be hasty. Yes. You know, Listen to Treebeard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yes. I feel like, uh, you know, I almost want to mm-hmm. ditch my 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 torches, but um, I'm impatient, so I don't know if it'll happen. But <laughs> <laughs> if you that have, being said, if, though, if you have ADD, <laughs> it's probably a torch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Woo! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, why would you want a soft flame lighter? I have a few. You know, we've we've talked about the pluses of of uh torches what are some of the pluses of a soft flame well lighter? for me it would be less to carry less to carry because, why you know because i smoke pipes and cigars okay so, so for you who goes both ways yeah. having Ooh. one lighter that does both yep is is easier. makes a lot more sense yeah. yep so like if i'm out and about and i just have like a small i don't have my backpack with me yep. i just have like you know my pipe my pipe case with a couple of cigars in it i'll okay. only bring a smoke lighter all right uh nick what what why would you want a uh, soft flame lighter other than than the whole nostalgic um it'd probably be because it would limit me to over toasting the foot or burning the cigar um with the soft flame with with the torch for me i just kind of leave it on there and don't really 
take my time and then it starts to burn mm. uneven yep. and then it can canoe and then you can have problems and then it can go south pretty quickly right um what i found out for me and this could be different for you danny it mm -hmm. could be different for anybody out there when i use my dupont it forces me to take time it forces yeah. me to make sure mm -hmm. i'm turning the cigar i'm yep. getting it i'm taking my time i'm looking at the cigar oh i need a little bit more hit it again take my time and it for me it takes me a good light a good solid light on the foot would take me up to about four minutes to do it because i'm looking at it i'm going mm -hmm. touching it up a little bit more um epc would be proud thank you mm -hmm. there you go yep. and it just it it slows me down because okay. I, I i tend to rush obviously you know most the majority of my smoking is at work and we're you know dealing with customers and we're yep. you know we're trying to smoke and have mm -hmm. a good time and you know work in the walk-in and clean and everything so with everything a lot of things going on we're in that habit of doing things quickly mm -hmm. and making sure trying to do it efficiently mm -hmm. so when i'm at home or you know when i'm at the family's house and i have my dupont with me it's i take my time it yeah. forces me to slow down and enjoy the experience and the whole point of a cigar is to slow down and, and take time to enjoy exactly and so that helps that process it, work. Yes, absolutely all right uh that's awesome <clears throat> so those are two good reasons there um here's a here's another reason for me um because i'm a big uh soft flame lighter fan as well and that is that there are fewer parts that can go wrong or wear out Yep. Mm -hmm. And if you are familiar with torch lighters at all, you know that little thing, mm. that little spark um, the, arm in there? The igniter. The igniter. If that gets moved it's so not, that the spark yeah. is not going the right, all of a sudden, it this doesn't, stops this doesn't yeah. work. Doesn't light. Those jets can, you know, if some ash or dirt or lint from your pocket gets stuck in there, yeah. it stops working. And so there's a whole lot of you know, uh, cleaning and things that need done with these yeah. things in order to keep them working. And, and if, if that the, igniter stops working, right. if it no longer sparks, there's nothing you can do about you it. The a, lighter is done. You have a paperweight, technically, a yeah. small paperweight. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, these lighters here have much fewer moving parts. And um, the only part that is really used on a uh, something like a DuPont like this is the flint yep. which you replace you do yes but it's really the only thing that you ever need to do i actually replace the flint on these things. when i first actually there are so in mine which i'm pretty sure because mine and yours even though mine's a line eight and yours is a line two mm -hmm. they're similar they're they're pretty identical designs yes um, most duponts are going to be a similar design obviously a different style um, but with Mayan, when I first got it for my wife, cause I got it for, uh, she got it for me for, uh, my wedding present. Mm -hmm. So, and I always wanted a DuPont. I've seen a bunch of people that have DuPonts that I've, I've been wanting one for a while. So right. when I got Mayan, I used it so much. I went through five flints and a spark wheel. Hmm. Danny. Yeah. Yes. Wow. I'm I'm looking at some of the comments oh. going up there on on YouTube. All right. And um Rob, I guess my only Dave look at the chat isn't helping. Mm, what is what is that about? Oh, oh they were when we were quiet. Yeah. 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 Um oh, <laughs> oh yeah, now yeah. I now I get okay, the yeah. Michelle Styles reference. 
Uh, Michelle Stiles um, is a friend of mine who, um, on another podcast, was a regular um, sort of guest. She sent in an audio segment every week. Mm -hmm. She was um, uh, uh, going around doing a a pro surfing tour at the time. Mm -hmm. And so she would, you know, be somewhere in Africa or Australia or you know, down in South America or whatever. And she would talk about restaurants. She would talk about beaches. She would, and she would visit cigar shops yeah. for us and tell us about different places and cigar shops all over the world. And it was called Miles with Styles. Oh. But uh, Michelle is deaf. So the whole line up there about how Michelle could still enjoy the show uh, while there was no sound, uh, that's, that's what that was about. Mm. Ah. Okay. Very good. Now I understand what's going on. Um, uh, I wish Michelle were listening tonight. She's a little preoccupied with family things uh, right now. Her mom is not doing well. That's too bad. Well, my prayers to her mother and her family. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Uh, Absolutely. Looking, looking like this is the end, That's which tough. is a very, very sad thing. Absolutely. But, um, so our prayers go out to you, Michelle. Absolutely. Um, but. Uh, you know, another thing about soft flame lighters, talking about something a lot less, but <laughs> we're a lot more mundane mm. as the case may be, is these things have much larger fuel tanks. Yep. Yes, they because do. they have less parts. Because they have less parts. <clears throat> Take the Karibi uh, Kabuto, for instance. Uh, this in here is all tank. You're. Uh, I actually asked. Um, how much these hold mm-hmm. the um, and this is a pretty standard lighter here and I'm told uh, by uh, the rep who uh, markets these that they hold three quarters of a gram of butane I find that hard to believe I, I want to say it's one and three quarters okay or 1.75 I three quarters I, anyway but he said three quarters of a gram What's in here? Five and a half grams. Oh, yeah. Five and a half grams of butane. I may have to fill this up several times a week. I fill this up once a week, maybe. Uh, The first time I got one of these, I filled it up and wanted to see how long I could go between fills. It lasted eight days. Yeah. And that's me smoking. Pipes, cigars. Pipes, cigars. I you know religiously religiously huh, no pun intended yes right yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> no. uh, if you want uh, your lighter to have more fuel in it and you want to take less time filling it up they are great that way get a Caribbean and then um, the the last thing we've all kind of talked about it a little bit but the cooler flame is a lot easier on the tobacco it is yes and to to make it really easy. Uh, soft flame or match is, or l- let me let me put it this way: a torch is about twice as hot as a soft flame. Soft flame seven eight hundred degrees, a um, torch fourteen to sixteen hundred degrees. So it's a whole lot easier on the tobacco, um, whether you're talking a pipe or a cigar. And tobacco lights at around seven or eight hundred. So. Right. Yeah. So it's much it's much easier on the tobacco. It'll treat it a little bit nicer. Now, 
we've talked a little bit about this too. Uh, you know, one of the one of the um, things I often hear people say who are big torch people mm-hmm. is, I don't want to use a soft flame. Soft flames take forever to light the cigar, uh-huh. and so I if that's true. I wanted I to see hmm. how much time do you actually save, if any, lighting your cigar with a soft flame versus lighting it with a torch um is it really that big of a difference so uh, we should find out we should find out we, we did that earlier today and we timed it and here's what we found all right i'm set up to do a little experiment here to see what the difference is time-wise between properly lighting your cigar with a torch and properly lighting your cigar with a soft flame lighter let's see exactly how much time is saved by using the torch lighter. All right. So I've got the torch. I am using Padron 3000s for both of these cigars. Let's uh, do this here. I'm going to start a timer right here. I'm not trying to rush. I'm trying to do it right. I want to know how long it's going to take if you do it right. Go. 26 seconds. Almost 27 seconds. All right. Let's try it with the soft flame lighter. A little Caribbean here. experiment here you save one second by using a torch lighter if you're going to light your cigar correctly is that worth not using a torch I don't know so there you have it um, within a second or two i had both lit so i to me are does a does that surprise you um a little bit it surprises me a little bit because i thought i thought the would you use the three the one that you have there the vertigo three yep, flame the vertigo three flame I thought, and then a uh, creepy i thought because i kind of previewed it before mm-hmm. the show and i kind of glanced over i was looking for a meme and glancing over but i for sure thought that the torch would have beat it at least by more time than that yeah so i was definitely surprised um but yeah nice science work love it yeah so we have uh scientifically proven that that whole thing about 
it takes so much more time to light your cigar with a uh, soft flame lighter. Really ain't true. Mm-hmm. Really isn't true. If you're trying to light it correctly. Now, if you're just going to hold the torch up there and jetpack your your tobacco, which or skip the toast or skip the toast, <laughs> which is going to change the taste and the performance of your cigar. Okay, I'll grant it to you. You can get it lit faster with a torch. Mm. But if you want to get it lit correctly, it is almost exactly the same amount of time. You are not really saving any time by using a torch lighter. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, the next question is, though, you know, well, I think we've all kind of said it's easier to light your cigar with a torch versus a soft flame because you have to be <coughs> you have to have a little bit more control if it's windy you've got to be using your hands yeah you've got to manipulate the flame a little bit more because it's not just going in one way mm. it's 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 much it's more, free flowing it's much more fl free flowing and the torch is one direction and that's it yeah so it's easy to aim the torch mm -hmm. it is it, it takes a little bit more skill to do the uh, soft flame and this is another this is another place where i think that whole illustration of driving a standard versus an automatic mm -hmm. may help with that mm -hmm. you know there is a little bit more work with learning how to to light your cigar with a soft flame lighter but is easier necessarily better i guess to each his own you know what i mean yep. like everybody's gonna have their style mm -hmm. i still use a jet but i prefer a soft flame if you're outside like right now it's not that windy mm -hmm. but i it would probably take me a good five to ten minutes to light with the soft flame but you know what i mean it's i guess it's, would you it, bother doing it outside with the soft flame right now yeah absolutely yeah. i still would it would take me a little bit but mm -hmm. i still would it would definitely take me longer than to do it with the torch the torch like you said it's going in one direction they were pretty much designed to do to defeat the wind mm -hmm. you have dupont you have uh zycar you have a bunch of other companies that are coming out with windproof jets yep. and stuff like that yep um, and that's what a lot of people go to. That's, you know, it's catching the consumer's eye. It's catching their imagination where, oh, my God, if I'm at, you know, on top of Mount Everest, I can still light my cigar. Yeah. Well, you again, know what I mean? I, like People smoke outside more than any other place. I mean, if right. you're sitting in your cigar lounge, right. it, it really doesn't matter. Use no. a match, use a cedar spill, use a torch. It's all the same thing. But right. if you're outside at the golf course, if you're, at you know, out the grill, if you're sitting around the fire, if you're camping, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's... It is going to be a little bit more work. It's for you to use it's the, it's convenient. It's convenient. It's convenience. Well, right. That being you know said, I mean? though, I feel like we have a lot of customers here in Hookset who ask for matches. We do, right? Is that because they're too cheap to buy a lighter, or is it? <laughs> Whoa. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. Because then he's throwing shade. Everybody is everybody's on our reward system, and you get free lighters. You know, so that's right. That's you know? true. So uh, you know, well, when you're doing it, you know what I mean. Some people. Some people really enjoy the match. Yep. Well, some people really enjoy the match, but also some people, all I've, which I've heard complaints about, is that, which it could be them improperly lighting the cigar. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I cannot speculate. But they said that they can taste the butane when they're lighting. 
I've heard some people say that. So with the match, strange. yeah, with a <laughs> the match, you can right. taste the sulfur. So. Right, exactly. If you're lighting it too quick, it's you're you. You know what I mean? And even with lighting a match, you have to wait. You, there's some technique there. Yeah. You, there's some patience you let that those needs to be practiced. Burn off. Yeah. yeah. There's some patience that need to be practiced. Yep. Um, so, you know what I mean? It's just, it's everybody wants to do something different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We got one guy in Londonderry that specifically asks for cedar yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we got, I've uh, speaking to one gentleman and, you know, I was showing him my DuPont in the soft flame and he's like, oh, God. He's like, how do you light your cigar? And I'm like, well, I take my time. You know what like, I mean? Like, like this. Like, yeah. <laughs> Demonstrated it. And, Boom. You know, and I do have to admit, on a relight, if you're relighting your, uh, excuse me, if you're relighting your cigar, for me anyways, it's a, it takes a little bit longer and it's a little bit more difficult, especially if you have some ash on there and you don't properly clean it off with a soft flame. That is probably one of one of the only drawbacks that I can see with the soft flame, yeah, is that it mean, does it, take a little bit longer to relight your cigar. Other than that, if it was my choice to tell everybody, everybody that walks in that door, you're getting a soft flame today, baby. Mm. Now we just saw the video. It took me 28 seconds to light the light, <laughs> right? Light the cigar on you a fresh a couple on a fresh cigar. Now I'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit. Now with the fresh cigar, I understand what twenty eight seconds that video, mm-hmm. the 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 time on that. Um, it could probably take up to forty five seconds trying to light a relit cigar or relighting. Why a cigar. would it take twice as long I to relight know. a cigar? As I don't a, know. Because it, Nick is special. I am special, special boy. Mm. Just a special boy. I don't know. Like I said, for me, what I've experienced with my soft flames, either the the Caribbean or the Dupont, it's Always giving me a little bit of an issue. And there you go. Proves me wrong. Once again. I I mean, like, properly light. I need my applause button back. Well, I did properly light it. All right. I did properly light well, it. And it I, tastes fine. He, this is the way. This is the way. Mm-hmm. I guess he proves me wrong again. I, mean, I you know, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I think, I just think sometimes mm. you exaggerate. I think, I think you think things take longer. Uh, it feels longer. Maybe it feels longer. I don't mm. know. But it would take just as long for me to blow through the torch. Now, that's, that's the one thing, you know, if, when you're relighting a cigar, you want to blow out the cigar to blow out the the tar and the and the and the <clears throat> crap you don't so that it doesn't get drawn into the cigar and if you blow hard enough and you're using a soft flame you might blow out the flame i've yeah, seen that happen I, before I, i've done that too you know and that's a pain but you know it it shouldn't take it shouldn't take 45 40, seconds 45 seconds to i guess i over exaggerated that time i suppose all right now if you wanted if you wanted a soft flame lighter, what would be a good one to get? And um, the cheapest one. We <laughs> we the have cheapest one. we have several uh, uh, lighters here to choose from, and uh, uh, here I have a uh, Calibri soft flame. This is they have several models. They have uh, models soft flame models that start around thirty bucks. Yep. Um, 
and then they have models that look more like this kind of based after the the dupont kind of model here and they start around 60 and go up from there this particular one is 125 correct and it's just like anything else it's a and you pop it and it's a flint lighter and it's got one flame it's angled coming out that way out the cigar i mean out the lighter out the lighter <laughs> toward your cigar and uh very nice it's it's a uh, uh, heavy. It's got some nice um, texture texture to it, so it's easy to grip. Um, okay, and it's got some nice weight to it. It's, yeah, it's the ergonomics. It the ergonomics on that mm -hmm. is is very nice. It's very comfortable to hold. It's very yeah. comfortable to light. Easy to light, especially if you have big hands. This yes. is a nice lighter for somebody with big hands. Now, the Karibis here, kind of. This is a uh, Japanese made lighter they are made by hand and basically are made with steel brass and nickel um, they're all high-end materials here um, this whole area down here this is the uh, karibi kabuto um, all that in there is tank that's all tank for the gas and the kabuto here has this um, uh, wing on the one side which is a help for you to pop the top so that you can uh, activate the lighter okay it has a dual flame a dual flame to it and that makes the flame a little bit extra wide which makes it easier for whatever it is that you're lighting be it a pipe be it a cigar and um, these things uh, Karibis start at around $85 and go up to 140 mm -hmm. and you have the 140 um, high-end thing right there and uh, this is the Tomo version of the Karibi lighter here. And um, the Tomo has pipe tools in it. It's got a little pick. It's got the tamper. And it has a tamper in it, too. I love having a lighter. Right and, that, and that's like, and that for me, that's for me on an everyday scale. Mm -hmm. The DuPont stuff, I kind of break out once in a while. And I had it with me today for the show just mm -hmm. so we could showcase it. But. <laughs> The the Karibi the Karibi lighter Karibi the Karibi lighter that Kribi. I have Kirby Kirby um, <laughs> this isn't Herbie it's Karibi Kirby Kirby <laughs> so the lighter I love because it has the tool in it I'm very much a minimalist you know what I mean and and to have it with me before I had a lighter that only had the tamper on it and it drove me crazy because mm -hmm. if i needed a pick i needed to grab something or have something right. on me right and to have my pipe and my lighter and my tobacco and, and more tools with me and my wallet and my phone and my keys it just drove me crazy right so having that one lighter to do it all mm -hmm. it's the one lighter to rule them all and one of the nice things about That's that is like that Lotus. the tools are in their own separate compartment they the are tank is totally separate yep. it's totally sealed off and in a completely different thing and it doesn't take up tank space or anything and right. that one also and i was telling danny as well uh, a couple weeks ago that uh i accidentally washed it uh <laughs> <laughs> um you what i accidentally ran it through the wash three times and um I, le I leave it in my, you know, don't check my pants when I wash my clothes. And between keys and money and he the... doesn't check his pants. I don't check my pants. Yeah. Um, and I was extremely 
scared that this lighter wouldn't work after. Mm. And I let it dry out for a few hours. And I went back and I lit it right up and it started right up. That's so awesome. it they are unbelievably durable. And then the uh, third soft flame lighter I have to showcase here is a uh, DuPont. This is an ST DuPont uh, Gatsby uh, Lean 2. And um, it's got the little ping there. It also has a dual flame to it. And um, DuPonts are basically the Rolex version of lighters. Yes. Uh, they are also made totally by hand, uh, like the Caribis. Uh, but they are made in France, in Paris. In Paris, yes. And uh, they have a brass base, um, also like the Caribbean. But then they are finished with precious metals. The reason that they cost so much is because of the materials that they are made of and did you know this one for instance is made of palladium um and it retails for about 650 dollars yes um and also did you know all duponts are sealed with silver they do not mm -hmm. use rubber materials to do uh to mm -hmm. seal them um more common lighters the vertigo and stuff like that they use rubber seals right duponts use silver to seal all their parts right so, you know, you are buying something that is the most high-end material production that you could possibly get. Yeah. If you see something on a DuPont that is looks like mm -hmm. gold, yeah. it's because it's it gold. Mm -hmm. If you see something that looks like uh, Chinese lacquer, that's because it is Chinese lacquer um, or diamonds or silver or whatever the the yeah. uh, material might be crystals or, or something like that be. yeah um it's all very high-end stuff well, so they're really cool gold they stone. start yeah. at around four hundred dollars and they go up from there um are they going to produce a nicer flame than um a thirty dollar colibri mm, no no but they are made of much nicer stuff one of the nice things about this for instance i've had this for about a dozen years right now um, is that I could probably sell that for what I paid for it. Yep. Um, because there is no, there is a shortage of palladium right now. Oh. And silver, and so those things are always in demand. So it's almost like you're making an investment. Yeah. Who needs Rosalind Capital to send you gold? Just get a Dupont, <laughs> right? You know, just start collecting Duponts, and you'll be able to retire on them. Yeah. All right. Now that said, between these lighters here. My best bang for the buck are the Caribis. And that is because they are made of, I, I think, of superior materials than what you find in the uh, Culibris, or we're going to be talking about more pipe lighters later on, the Vertigos and Lotus lighters. Zycar as well. Zycar as well. Um, but uh, I have always had great luck with these lighters. Uh, they feel good. They have a great weight to them. Mm -hmm. um, the spring that's used to pop the top is made of a special polymer that is um, several hundred times more strong than steel. Wow. Uh, these things don't break. And um, so for between 85 and 140 bucks, I think that's the best bang for your buck. They also have the biggest tanks of the lighters that are out there. Um, one of my other favorite, um, um, 
3B lighters is about it's about half as thick as this, and it still holds 2.8 grams of fuel. Your average butane torch holds about 1.8. Yep. So even the smallest uh, Colibris uh, have uh, almost double the fuel capacity oh, of yeah. most most butane lighters that are on the market mm -hmm. and uh, because of that i think they are excellent excellent lighters so if you are in the market for something like that uh, look up karibi um, it is a great great pipe lighter and because of the dual flame mm. and because of the uh, the quality of craftsmanship they're made by hand they're made in japan um uh, I think you get the best bang for your buck with those. I agree. Totally agree. Unless you can get an unbelievable deal on a real DuPont because mm -hmm. DuPonts are fake. There are a lot of counterfeits oh, out yes. there. Um, if you can get a really good deal on a really good DuPont, mm -hmm. and more than likely it's not going to be new, it's going to be used, and it's going to probably be old, mm -hmm. you could probably get a a deal. And when I say a good deal you're probably still going to be spending three or four hundred dollars anyways but i definitely agree with danny on the caribbean lighter um i got mine for 140 no i got mine for a hundred on the the pipe day right when we had the event so all of everything that we had on the table was 20%, was 20 percent off, off yeah. and i got it at a discount and i mean like that is my single lighter that i use for pipe and cigars on a daily basis and it is absolutely wonderful. Hmm. And like Danny, I use mine constantly every yep. day, yep. all day, morning and night. And mm -hmm. I only have to refill it once a week. Yeah. It's incredible. That's awesome. All right. We've gone a little long in this segment here. So we're going to get ready for our break. And when we come back, we are going to be looking at Aaron Moore Flake. Yeah. And talking pipes and pipe lighters. We'll be right back. All right. We are back, and we are looking at now Aaron Moore Flake for our pipe tobacco. This is something that is produced by Scandinavian Tobacco Group. And um, if you can't read what's on the back of the tin, uh, from the TobaccoReviews.com website, it says about this tobacco, the leaf tobaccos for Aaron Moore are selected from only premium tobacco-growing regions of the world. The blend consists of mature Virginia, mellow burley, and sweet dark air-cured tobaccos. It is pressed into cakes, aged, and cut into slices, providing a mellow and cool smoke with a flowery and fruity note. Um, mm. This is something that's been around from a long time, for a long time. It was originally produced by Murray and & Sons, and um, in 2005, it was taken over by Scandinavian Tobacco Group and is produced for them at the Orlik factory in Athens, Denmark. And uh, it is an aromatic pipe tobacco uh, made of Black Cavendish Burley in Virginia. It has some fruit flavorings on it. It is a flake, as the name might suggest. And we are pairing with this the barrel select version of 724's Herradura Double Reposado Tequila. Mm -hmm. Tequila. And um, what is our first impressions of the tobacco and the pairing here dave what mm. do you think oh you know me dan i love my virginias mm -hmm. so i was super excited when we were doing some aaron moore mm -hmm. um get some some dark fruits 
definitely get that flower, or the uh, um, floral and mm -hmm. retrohale. The um, we had some raisin as uh, in the uh, as the mouth feel. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I get some tartness, um, citrus thing, some gra grassy notes from the Virginias, along with those stewed fruit kind of fl mm. flavors. I think the burley has some real backbone mm. to this with notes of earth and cocoa and nuts. Um, the black Cavendish, I think, is smooth and creamy and adds almost like a brown sugar kind of like sweetness to it. Mm. Um, the fruit toppings are very obvious. Yeah, you can you can taste the fact that that uh, something has been added to this, but it does it does seem to play well with the Virginias, like yeah. like Dave's saying. They blend well together. They blend well together. Um, what are you getting, Nick? Mm -hmm. Everything that you've said, the drink is bringing out way more sweetness than I thought it was. Mm. Um, but I should have known because we're drinking 100% agave. Mm -hmm. Um, so. But I thought the tequila was going to bring a little bit more floral note out in the tobacco, mm -hmm. but it's doing the opposite for me. It's taking the floral out. Well, not taking the floral out. There is some floral in there, but mm -hmm. the sweetness is just mm -hmm. right up front, oh, yeah. very loud mm -hmm. with the pairing. It's very good considering we're smoking an aromatic right now. Mm -hmm. Um but it is very pleasant. I'm yeah. very I'm enjoying it very much. It's not an over the top aromatic. No. It's, it's still subtle. it's still very tobacco forward, I think. Mm -hmm. Um I'm surprised that it's an aromatic, honestly. Well, that's what that's what tobacco reviews classifies it as. You know, I, I, I wonder whether they would classify Sunbear as an aromatic too. Interesting. Um I would not call Sunbear an aromatic. No. But it has honey in it. And it has tequila. It does. And it has um elderflower in it so obvious but i don't really think those things are um that well you get the honey more than anything else with some sun bear we're actually yeah. going to be smoking the sun bear black locust next week on the show mm. um and that'll be that'll be very very interesting is it um, locust or lotus locust black locust, locust. Mm, buggy mm-hmm mm. So, uh, pipe lighters here. Um, like we said earlier in the show, if you are smoking a pipe, you really want to have a soft flame lighter. That's not really an option unless you like burning your wood. Um, there are a number of different options that are out there. You could certainly use a DuPont. I've used a DuPont for the pipe before that double flame really helps a lot with that mm. um but 600 700 bucks thousand bucks maybe a little more than you want to spend and, on a lighter not especially mention, a lighter that you would take with you all over the place right um and not to mention using it a lot you would have to get the refills on a dupont which are not cheap at all yeah that is the biggest drawback with dupont lighters. if yeah. dupont lighters could use uh, if 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 their soft flame lighters could use regular butane cans, yeah, that would be great. The big drawback to these, other than the major price tag for getting them, is that you have to buy uh, Dupont lighter flu lighter uh, butane 
in order to fill the lighter yeah. because it screws into the bottom yep. of the of the lighter and each type of lighter has its own different screw yep and you got to use the right color yep and the colors match the the threading yes of of your lighter so if you're the inside of your lighter when you when you unscrew the uh the cover to get to the uh the uh, fill valve if the inside of that is red, then you have to use red yeah. uh, labeled uh, DuPont. If it's gold, then gold. Green, then green. Or blue, then blue. Mm. And you have to use those things. And if you use some other butane in your lighter and something goes wrong with it, that voids the warranty. You can't use anything else on on that lighter and that's one of the big drawbacks and one of the, and that's a big plus for the Caribi here that can use any butane mm -hmm. that you might want to use yeah um, but uh, there are a number of pipe lighters that are out there probably the one that we sell more than anything else twins is the vertigo puffer and this little lighter here comes in a number of different finishes brown blue and black this nice, like a leather-like uh, um, pad that goes halfway around the, the lighter here. And it also has uh, a series of tools in it. This is another reason it's so popular. It's got a little scraper, a little poker, a little tamper. Although the tamper on this thing is so small, it's like, you know, a couple eighths of an inch right. wide. It's like almost useless. Although I have to say that if you have a pipe that has a concave bowl, in other words, it's kind of cone shaped, when you are trying to get to the bottom of that cone and smoke everything in your pipe, this will actually reach down further into the pipe than a traditional tamper will, like say this. Um, and um, so I've found that to actually be helpful in some cases. But if you're going to try and tamp a whole pipe with this, you've got to like, you're, you're going to be working hard trying to keep that going. Mm. Um, the biggest drawback to this thing is that because the tools take up half of the lighter, you only have this little bit over here for a tank. And this isn't the whole tank. There's a tank that's built into this on yep. the inside. So it holds a very small amount of butane. And um, again, because the um you have to get the spark going in the right direction with these yep. um and you know with a with a lighter like this um uh, which is also made by vertigo if that if that little uh arm that sends out the flame that sends out the spark i mean is off a little bit it's very easy to manipulate around here because it's inside um you can't get your finger in there to nope. to move it around so it's a whole lot harder to move that if it's not in the right place that said it's 20 bucks 19.99 mm -hmm. it's really inexpensive and it's really nice into your pocket into your hands and um it's easy to have around it's great it's a great introductory lighter that way um the lotus condor nick you have i, I think this exact same one yep. right and this is also really nice you pull back and there's the flame on that. This also has some tools with it. It has this. I'm not even sure what that actually it's is. It's like a scraper it's slash like pick. It's 
scraper pick and it's 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 u-shaped so it's 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 a little bit awkward frankly to to use but it does have a nicer um fuller tamper it's again not really as full size as like something like this but it's still a lot bigger than what's on the that's tougher there mm -hmm. and it's a lot easier to use that way so again here's a lighter that's all ut utilitarian and again both these lighters the lighter comes out this way comes out the side so it's easy to put into your pipe and get the thing going just like that yeah mm -hmm. now the caribis and the duponts here um the flame is going that way you know the holes are are pointed in that direction so that it's easy to pull put down on your lighter there and again because it's a double uh double wide flame it's got two tort two um holes for the flames you right. got a double flame there it's easy to go down on that um but the budo here doesn't have any tools with it um the plus is it's got this huge mungus tank that's the big plus with that mm. i i i it's very hard to find you'll be hard pressed to find a lighter um that holds more than that unless you're looking at a table lighter of some kind mm -hmm. yep, true very true you know yes 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 right. now this creepy black nickel is 105 dollars retail the um Condor here is thirty bucks, twenty nine ninety five, and then you've got that for twenty. Um, so again, it really kind of depends on what you want to spend, what you're looking for. You can get the Tomo over here, the Karibi Tomo for one hundred and forty dollars. That does have the tools with it. It's a little bit of a smaller tank, but it's still uh, double what the average lighter is. And again, Nick, who smokes anything and everything that there is under the sun, mm -hmm. fills that once a week. Yeah. Yep. You and know. I bounce back and forth from pipes and cigars. So, yep. and I washed it. And he washed it three times. Not that we recommend that. No. But no. It still works. Thank God. So, uh, that I huge, like my Lotus. You like your Lotus? It's a, and it's also got a tamper. But it's got nice, a tamper. And, and the nice thing about this tamper, though. Because it comes all the way out. Yeah, and you got the poker. poker, poker the poker the on one end. And you got the tamper so you can do whatever. The, here's here's the drawback with, with this, though. It comes all the way out. Yeah, so you can lose it. So you can lose it. Mm -hmm. And um, I know people who have lost it. It's not like you can just order a replacement one of those. Nope. You have to buy so a new it's one. Buying, if you, you have to buy another lighter. But it's nice it in a pinch. But it is nice in a pinch, yes. But again, because the tool is all going up in there, you're losing tank. you're losing tank space on this. So, but it is probably double or triple the amount of gas that is in the uh, puffer over mm -hmm. here. So, it's all about what you want. Um, let's talk a little bit about what's going on at Twins, and yeah, the, the very first thing I want to talk about um, is our own anniversary party yay! which is going on next week next monday one week night. from today that's right and um, next monday the 16th will mark exactly two years for us as a podcast we're very very happy 
uh, to have been on the air and that people are still listening, yeah. like Rod. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Rod. Two years. I'm not sure if that says anything great about us or, or does it say something bad about Rod. I'm not entirely sure. I hope not. I hope not. I'm, and Oscar, Oscar's, Oscar's been a fan. Up there. He's mm-hmm. been there since Brad, Brad, everybody, everybody. Yep. Um, and if you are in the area, if you are in the Hooksett, New Hampshire area, you can come up to the store starting around four o'clock next Monday night, and um, we're going to have uh, the grill going. Yeah, baby. Dave here is going to be grilling hamburgers and hot dogs. We've got a. Uh, uh, one of our customers, I guess, is going to be bringing some sausage, uh-huh. uh, sausage. To, to grill on there. I'm going to have some of my uh, award-winning chili, Yep. my burnt offerings chili uh, that's come in first place at several different uh, chili cook-offs that I've been to. Dave is also going to have some of his apple pie. Mm. And uh, Tequila Talia will also be here during that time. And from 5 to 6, she's going to be doing tastings of uh, two of our favorite um, uh, drinks we've had on the show recently, Monkey 47 Gin Mm -hmm. and Jefferson Ocean. Ooh, that's a good one. And we'll be enjoying Jefferson Ocean on the uh, show that night as well. Yes. And the show is going to be featuring some of our favorite cigars as uh, well as the brand new Sun Bear Black Locust. Oh, yes. uh, Like I hinted earlier. And one of the things that we're going to be doing, too, is we're going to be selling packs of the cigars that we're going to be smoking on the show. And uh, it's 60 bucks for the pack. It's six cigars. And um, uh, it's one each of the cigars that we will all be smoking on the show, including what Talia and Bree will be smoking on the show. Right. And if you buy one of those packs, uh, you're going to be entered into a raffle uh, for a prize we're giving away that night that includes a uh, glass top humidor that is loaded with a selection of 724 cigars. A whole box worth, 20 cigars. Woo! Uh, ashtray, lighter, cutter, and one of the new 724 hats. There is some more stuff that's going to be added yep. to that, I believe, from Christoph. That's right. And there might even be more um, as uh, we talk to other companies. But already we're talking a uh, $250 get-up. Oh, yeah. Heather's Plus, also bringing yeah. um, um, little uh, bags of presents. For presents. Oh, yes. very nice. Yeah. So you're going to want to be here. And if you can't be here, we're going to be um, recording the show uh, with everybody who came live. So the setup is going to be a little bit different for the show. You're going to see people all around us. We're going to try and get them involved in what's going on. It's going to be a very different show, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be crazy. Paul will be here. Nick will be here. Dave will be here. Bree and Talia. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing I think we should talk about is, of course, Kurt's big anniversary oh, party. Mm-hmm. The twenty fourth annual Blues Barbecue, celebrating his twenty fourth year in the business uh, with twins. And that is Saturday, September eighteenth, from eleven to six. Tickets are $240 for that event. That includes a bag of 24 cigars. There's your 240 bucks right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's it. Then there's the barbecue. You can eat 
all the hamburgers and and stuff that you want. Um, there's going to be live entertainment. The Chris Lester Band is going to be there. Amazing. You can get tattoos if you yes. want to be there. Yep. There is going to be a grand prize giveaway. There's everybody who is there. Everybody who has a ticket has a chance at leaving with twenty four thousand dollars. Not Canadian, which would entice Rod and Jeff <laughs> to come, but uh, U.S. dollars. Yes. Twenty four thousand dollars is going to be on the table to be given away. It is going to be a great time. And people, let me tell you, the tickets are almost gone. Yep, it is true. selling out faster than it has any other year we've done this. There are literally, um, there, uh, there may be two dozen tickets left. Uh, less than that. Yeah, it's it's going out. So if you are on the fence, get off the fence. Call, visit either Twins location, pick up your... Yeah, that's like a million dollars Canadian rod. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Rod has been listening to us since day, day one. one. Yep. yep. And uh, I'm very happy that we have listeners who've been around that long. That's fantastic. And um, so we are looking forward to both of those anniversary yep. uh, parties. And uh, we already have um, more people than we had initially hoped yep. would wrong. sign up. So we're doing great uh, for the party next week. It's going to be a real good time. Hope you can be here with us. Mm. Um, now, Nick, do you have a meme of the week? I sent it over today. What is the meme of the week? Well, this one was actually, to tell you the truth, this one was actually provided to me from Dave, and I sent it back to Dave so we could put it up there. And, and it is a fun fact. Dave, what does it say? Um, it says, fun fact, 1892 to World War II, the U.S. required firearm manufacturers to include cigar tubes in the buttstock of U.S. military service rifles due to the love of cigars among servicemen. Mm, and there you can see the tubes, and uh, I ha actually said, well, those tubes don't really work. The cigars only fit halfway in. That's pretty useless. And then Dave said, well, they're just showing you what cigars fit. They actually fit yes. all the way in and then get covered up. So, But how cool is that, That's very that cool. your guns can have uh, cigar tubes in them? That is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. A cool Absolutely. fun fact there. That's good. Um, now, if you uh, live in New Hampshire with us at all or roundabouts, it has been a very hot humid wet summer more more wet than mm -hmm. heat more wet than heat yeah it's miserable mm -hmm. and um you know people you know you know how it is people come start to complain yeah. it's so hot it's so wet it's so and I'm like it's summer it's new england it's you know this is <laughs> when the true. rain happens it's like but it's what like, he wants man. You know, when it snows in the winter, like, oh, it's so cold. Well, yeah, it's winter. And it's December. Yeah. Hello. 32 out. You know. Wear a um, sweater. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, Dave remarked earlier today, you know, maybe we should count our blessings. You know, we, we could be on fire. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. You know, 16 other states. There's 16 other <laughs> states that are really dealing with the dr with drought. Yeah. And with fires and and uh, forest fires and, and things being out of control. Greece 
Greece is freaking burning. Yep. Well, you yeah. know, and, <laughs> last year uh, was Australia. Last year was Australia. That's right. And there was there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, we had some friends of ours who you know we we kept uh, asking if they were okay and and all this stuff and that kind of leads you to you know in different parts of the country you generally have to be willing to put up with different types of natural disasters yes you do and here in new england yeah it can rain a lot. rain isn't a, a really big deal but in new england i guess the big Snow. thing is, bl- is blizzards blizzards, yeah. Yeah. blizzards are our big natural but we get thing. we get a nice little taste of all of the all of that bad weather we get the snow mm-hmm. uh, recently we've got the rain mm-hmm. where days on end it wouldn't stop right we get the heat floods yeah you know what i mean the we get the winds we get the hurricanes when it comes up this hurricanes, way hurricanes yeah tornadoes tornadoes every yep i remember what two years ago or a year mm-hmm. ago it hit uh somewhere in massachusetts springfield yep. or something springfield like that got wiped yep, yep. they got hit pretty good years ago um gloucester got wiped off the map pretty much yeah you know what I mean? So New England is a special place. Yes. Because we get a little taste of everything. We get a little everything taste of everything. Yes. But for the most part, our, our our concentration is, our specialty is blizzards. Oh, yeah. Our specialty sure. is blizzards. We don't really get earthquakes. No. We, we, don't really, little... we don't really get a whole lot of fire. No. You know. Unless somebody sets stuff mm, on fire. You know, hurricanes, by the time they get here, it's it's more or less. Tropical storm. Yep. A yeah, tropical storm. Some wind, some rain. Know. But blizzards, blizzards we got. And ice storms, yeah. And ice storms, yeah, storms. You know. But, you know, like California, you got. Just the fires, man. You alone. got the fires. Terrible. California's burning. Like the fire that's going on now in Dixie, it's, it's now their second largest fire in history. Oof. About half a million acres is currently on Damn. fire. Half a million. 500,000 acres is burning and then uh, you got the earthquakes yeah that's and terrible. the drought and alaska's and got three volcanoes that are currently active mm. right now yep. yay yep. talk a little bit about that dave yeah yeah so there's there's three different uh uh volcanoes, volcanoes that are currently active and uh the top of alaska there and uh one is uh currently spewing uh, oh, spilling over with lava, and the other mm. one is spitting out ash, and all three of them are smoking. Mm. And uh, and that is, uh, if you look at the weather current, it's pretty much dropping down all over California and drying out the air. Oh. So, yep. Yeah. Mixed with their fires, it's a lot of smoke. Yep. Mm. Yep. It's interesting. The uh, UN just released a report that the, the world is getting a whole lot warmer than they are. And quicker than they originally thought. They they basically you know are saying that uh, it, it's too late to try and cool off the world. It's it's already too hot. Do you think it might have something to do with the volcanoes going off? I just think and, it's kind of and half the continent on fire. I and think it's Greece on fire. I think that maybe that maybe it's heating everything up. I think I think there's a lot of possible. I think we gotta we gotta realize you know the natural habitat of the earth and how it usually is. So we're like the new guys on the planet. Mm-hmm. There's been six extinction level events on Earth, uh, and it's only been a few thousand you know tens of thousands of years since the last one, you know. And uh, we you know which we're asking you know the ice age and stuff like that. But the the dinosaurs were on the planet 
planet for millions of years, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we're not even close to that yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, not even a percent. And their their heat level was way warmer than yeah. it is now. Yeah. And then you know, because of the, so you have to think about that and say, well, why was it warmer? Well, that's the natural, that's what you get when you're this far away from the sun based on everything. So the, the planet is naturally trying to warm up. So I have a hard time feeling like it's our fault at all. Uh, the other the other thing that makes me raise an eyebrow is, um, you know, I'm a science nut. I'm watching like a special on telescopes, and one of the things they're commenting on is, oh, this telescope was built on this top of the mountain so we can get you know clear skies. And if you look at that, volcano over there the next mountain over you know that's like erupting and stuff like that that's where the the co2 sensor is for part of the world to detect the carbon you know the carbon amount in the air and i'm like well why is there a carbon detector on top of a volcano isn't that kind of like where all the co2 all the co2, CO2 is, is spewing yeah. out so from the inside of the earth yeah you know, <laughs> and and they don't they don't talk about that when no. they talk about um they don't uh, explain that when they talk about no. carbon emissions. They don't talk about like uh, how much CO2 is actually spilt out from volcanoes that are active. And there are hundreds of active volcanoes around the Earth at any given time. And the amount of carbon that they put out is way more than the humans ever have or ever will for thousands of years to come. Uh, so I have a hard time believing that uh, that it's our fault. However, I do believe the Earth is warming. I don't I don't I'm not doubting that. Uh, I just think that has I just, to do more with the sun. Yeah, it has to do with the sun cycle and our sun cycle and the fact that that the Earth has naturally been uh, for millions of years at times uh, a lot harder than it was, yeah. um, and that's relevant with uh, the size of reptiles. The more warmer their environment is, the bigger they get, and every year they're breaking records for the sizes of snakes and the sizes of alligators and everything. Um, we're seeing crazier creatures come out of the depths of the ocean because the oceans are warming up things are coming up uh you know we finally seen and proved that giant squids actually do exist you know they're they weren't just like some you know mythological creature they're around the kraken the kraken is real and uh or like jellyfish that have tentacles that go over a mile deep that are like you know a half a football field across in in their diameter it's it's crazy these things are there so that's Whew. nuts. It is. That's nuts. I wonder if the Loch Ness monster is down there somewhere. All right. Um, let's let's uh, move to a lighter topic. Mm. Um, would food. You, would you rather something? No. Uh, the, something that you know. It, it's it's a really important question. What at what what is beach pizza? Pizza at the beach. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that doesn't, what is it? Beach pizza <clears throat> is a different kind of pizza. Well, what what is beach pizza, and what makes beach pizza beach pizza? Well, I know that they cook it in a tray, a big, huge rectangular tray, mm-hmm. um, and it's cut in squares. It is cut in squares. And that is not normal pizza. No. Sometimes. It depends. Well, you know. I think it... I think it all depends. I think it all depends on who you talk to. Well, who you because, talk to is well, where they well, grew up. Well, yeah. Well, well, obviously, around here in New England, or at least in this area, 
the Rockingham County area. Um, it depends on who you talk to, and it depends on what they were brought up. Because for me, I grew up in more of the Salisbury Hampton area. The La- mm-hmm. I grew up in Lawrence, Mass. Mm-hmm. Um, Lawrence Methuen area. Yeah, so you go to Tripoli's or Christie's. Well, no. Well, that's the thing. I grew up on Tripoli's Pizza. So when somebody says, oh, let's go get some beach pizza, it's going to be Tripoli's Tripoli's. Pizza. That's right. You know what I mean? It's not going to be Christie's. It's not going to be another place called Beach Pizza or another, you know, another place that's imitating those two. So for me, when somebody says Beach Pizza, Everything that comes to mind is Tripoli's pizza. Yep. It's the squares, it's the sauce, oh, and it's I the provolone sauce. cheese the when provolone you ask for extra thing. cheese. Yes. <laughs> it is that is what I <laughs> always picture when somebody asks me, Oh, well, what's beach pizza or beach pizza or let's go get some beach pizza? That is the only pizza that comes to mind. And I'm the type of person that because I grew up on Tripoli's pizza my whole life, I do not go to Christie's. I do not go anywhere mm-hmm. else. It's Tripoli's pizza. Yep. And Amen. and, Sorry, and you're Christie's. in that community <laughs> of of eating beach pizza. It's always better at the beach than it, even though Tripoli's has multiple locations. They have one in Lawrence. They got one up in Salisbury. I believe they got one up in in Seabrook now. They got multiple locations, but. The one in Salisbury, in the town, not town square, but in the center, right next to the beach, is the best pizza. Oh, it's on the beach, yeah. Well, yeah, it's on the beach. It's right next to the sand. That is the best pizza. Why? Even though it's, from my understanding, and I've spoken to the owner of Tripoli's, it's the same sauce, it's the same recipes, but for me, it tastes different at the beach. It can be very easily the oven, because ovens are usually not duplicated True, but... I've spoke to a lot of people, and a lot of people told me that it's the salt in the air that mm-hmm. creates that a little bit of extra taste, because you're right off the you're right at next well, to the, the sand, the, you're right the next Seabrook to the ocean. one is literally like a mile up the street. And uh, I know because that's where I got that box today. It's literally you can you can they're right there. Yeah, there but you're sitting it's, that, that it's one's literally next to, on the Salisbury line. Like the line goes through. True, but you're right next to. The Mosh, which is next to Browns and Mockies. So Yeah, which in like a hundred yards different. that way. For me it's beach. gonna for me it's always gonna be different. And again, it probably something you know, uh, to do see, beach, psychology, but beach yeah. beach pizza is also the the sauce is sweet. very, very sweet. Yeah. It it's a sweet sauce. Mm-hmm. And you know, when so, so when somebody says beach pizza, I think sweet pizza and I think uh, I don't want that pizza. Why not? It's delicious. It's it's not it's how dare you it's were you unhappy with your supper Dan no I wasn't happy <laughs> you know I, I I like beach pizza but I like love traditional pizza mm. like we have this well, guy yeah, we have well, we have Pizza me, Sam who comes in and brings Jamie yeah brings us a uh, pizza at the shop every once in a while that's and, great pizza and oh I love his stuff. He comes in these big, huge, big, triangular <laughs> pieces of pizza, dripping with stuff. Oh, did, did Dad ever good. take you to uh, Gloria's in, in, in Waltham? No. So me and him used to go to this place in uh, in Waltham every time I used to, uh, you know, hang out at work with him or mm-hmm. something. And uh, this was just, it was thick. Like, mm-hmm. if you got a Gloria's special, it had everything in the kitchen sink on this pizza. It was like this, like, mm-hmm. you had, like, 
two pieces and you were stuffed. You could not eat anymore. And I, yeah. at that point in my life, if I got a large pizza, I would eat all of it. It would mm. just go, be gone, mm. you know. But I couldn't eat more than two pieces of that. It was insane. You had to use almost a, a fork and a knife with it. It was so mm. thick. Oh, boy. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, awesome. For, for me, that was like a, a, the uh, Wegmans buffalo chicken pizza. And Wegmans is a is a uh, store, you know, it's a grocery store, but they've also got, you know, a big uh, uh, bakery section in, the, in each of their stores and big brick oven for pizzas. That's what you want. And they make these huge 20-inch pizzas. <laughs> and you have a piece of their buffalo chicken pizza, and it's all like breast meat that's been cut up. And, I mean, mm-hmm. so it's all... You know, it's 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 not cheap meat. It's just a piece, and you're stuffed. Mm. Just incredible. Where's that? I like the closest ones in Burlington, Mass. Mm. Oh, but they're big in New York and New Jersey. I've never heard of them. That's so weird. Wegmans. We're yeah. keeping secrets, Dan. Wegmans. Mm. Oh. I, I I believe that the reason all the market baskets around here and a lot of these stores started coming up with Market's Kitchen and coming up with all was because Wegmans was coming up here and that was their edge. Yeah, they had these uh, Market Basket wasn't going to have that. Nope, nope, nope. And market Basket does pretty good with what they do. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they, they stepped up good. their game. They did step up their game very much. So, um, all right, a would you rather question? Would you rather? Let's do it. Would you rather question? Um, and this is based off of uh, uh, our own little current situation here at the Hooksit store. Um, <laughs> over the weekend, we lost our AC, which is a shame in the in the store. And so, the question this week is: Would you rather work in a place with no AC mm. or no heat? Damn! Mm. Damn! Personally, I'd rather work where there was no EC. It's been hot here. Yeah. It's been, you know, that's it, tough. It's one. been kind of uncomfortable, but you can deal with it. You, you know? can until but it's. I hate being cold. I would much rather deal with the problem of being too hot than the problem of being too cold. Yeah. But. You know what I mean, like. And there's stuff. The past that you couple can of days, do, though. though, it hasn't been that bad with the heat. Today wasn't so bad. It was in the right. upper seventies. Right. You so know. if you're dealing with, so in my my dilemma with that question is, it depends on how hot and your excuse depends on how hot and depends on how cold the workplace is. If you're in a place where the you have no AC and it's 110 degrees, 100 percent humidity in there. And it's like practically raining in the building. You're not gonna want to be in there. That's that's terrible. Mm-mm. But with no AC, I mean, with no heat, and it gets pretty cold. I guess I would have to go with you on that one, man. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. you could always put layers on, and I'm pretty sure Kurt wouldn't want me walking around with just shorts and slippers with no shirt. So you'd rather it be too cold? Yeah, I'd rather it be too cold, brother. 
I feel like there's a lot more things you can do when it's too hot. Like you can put like a wet towel or like around your neck or something like that. Or you know, but there, you, if you run out of stuff to put on, you're you're that's it. So I I I think I'm gonna agree with Dan. I'd rather have it be too hot. Mm. Mm. Yep. I hate cold feet. Yeah, I hate yeah. cold feet. Cold feet sucks. Cold feet sucks. All right. So um, final verdict here on the uh, Aaron Moore flake. With the pairing of the tequila, mm-hmm. tequila is very good. Finish my tequila, almost finish my bowl here, and um, the the balance between them both is incredible. Um, Kurt picks a really, really good he alcohol. Period. Mm-hmm. He blends cigars unbelievably. He picks alcohol unbelievably, and you know holds up to his standard. Mm-hmm. And to go with this tobacco, where it you know, the reviewers say that it's an aromatic. One, you wouldn't tell that it was aromatic if, if you didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes off as a light, medium body smoke with mm. some really nice complexities, nice floral notes. Obviously, the big, the tequila is bringing out more of the sweetness in there. Yep, mm-hmm. I agree. Um, <clears throat> and it's a wonderful pairing. Mm. It is something that I can definitely drink 8 o'clock a.m. in the morning. Mm. and uh smoke <laughs> definitely easy going it's it'd be my morning coffee it's never too early for tequila <laughs> for nick ot absolutely just let, like the pipe tobacco you could have it morning noon and night the, i feel like the tequila you could do the same thing mm-hmm. it's not too overbearing some tequilas that you mm-hmm. can get uh you have that the, the signature tequila taste yeah and it's you know, you have like one shot and that's it. No, the um, Herodura here at the double reposado is, is fantastic. It is absolutely fantastic. Like I said, you could have it at 8 o'clock in the morning instead of your coffee, mm-hmm. and you'd be okay, ready to go, baby. What do you think, Dave? I think the uh, the pairing is really good. Um, other than the other than the fact that I feel like, you know, the, uh, the, the floralness that I was getting in the retrohale was kind of killed and it's kind of mellowed out the smoke a little bit mm-hmm. uh, and made it sweeter. Um, but I still like the pairing. I like the cigar pairing a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. Very good. Yes, sir. All right. Well, next Monday on Not Just Blowing Smoke, it is our crazy. second anniversary episode. And uh, it's going to be live with live audience. And if you are in the area, you can be on the show with us. And if you're not, you can watch us all be on the show live. It's going to be a very different show. The format's going to be different because we're going to be including everybody in the show. And we're all smoking different things for our cigar. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. So be here next Monday, 8 o'clock. If you can be here in person, be here at Hookset at 4 o'clock. It's going to be a really great time. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll see you next week. And that's not just blowing smoke. Stay smoky, my friends. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is not just blowing smoke. Rolling.